Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and I have my friends here. Pastor Jason Goodham. And Pastor Brian Rickey. Awesome. Well, we are on part two of part the... Part due. Part due of the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer. There we go. Said it right. Part two, seventh petition, third part of the catechism. <laughs> Not to be confusing at all. <laughs> Section one, subsection uh, Yeah, a. subsection one, yeah, A. <laughs> Uh, speaking of 90s movie references, you, you said part do. Part do. We've, that's, uh, we've used that multiple times. Yeah, Hot right. Shots, part do. Right. My uh, whole life is 90s <laughs> pop culture. I, I can't escape it. So Actually, what I'm going to say is more 80s, but that's oh, okay. That yeah, that works. I, I was thinking at the end of our last episode on the first part of the seventh petition about scenes in movies that are, are like the good guys coming to save the day. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I loved Ghostbusters. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. And I was thinking of that. I think it's even the sun saving the day. And they're like coming in and they're going to take care of. The, they kind of do that. The, the state of Marshmallow Man. And, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> However, the theology in that movie is not necessarily that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess it. <laughs> the theology is terrible, but the music is the awesome. The music is awesome. <laughs> but I, I think just the one aspect of the finality of. The, uh, the end of time of yeah. of the the savior's coming savior um, there's a little bit of that in this petition here delivering us from evil uh, I think one the evil one right I, I think yeah. if we're gonna go down that rabbit trail now is a really good time to do it there do it in postmodern society we've lost the ability to call a thing evil mm-hmm Right, you, right. Know, you have the. Yeah. We've the, lost it. I think we just forgot about well, it. Well, <laughs> it's, it's blurred. Speaking in yeah. general, you've got the what? What is it? The V for Vendetta thing, where mm-hmm. one man's terrorist yeah. is another's freedom fighter, yeah, kind right. of thing. Yep. And there's something. Both the good guys and the bad guys in movies yeah, are, exactly. are blurred. There's something about yeah. art mm-hmm. that you need to be able to distinguish between good and evil. Yeah, that that's what makes part of art art. And so you can take a dumb movie, right? Like the Ghostbusters, yeah. but there's that theme of good versus evil. Yep. On the other hand, in in, in, in the, the series, and I will offend a couple people out there on this, I know, because they love it as art, but I have Email Jason. No, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Again, the views expressed by Jason are not <laughs> Well, this might, it might be your views, but a, a great example of mixing that up is The Hunger Games. Oh, The trilogy, yeah. whether you've read the books or seen the movies, I couldn't even make it through the movies. But... At the end of that series, there's no difference between the good guys and the mm. bad guys. Mm-hmm. No difference whatsoever. Yep. So what we have here, there's a difference. Yeah. It is all right in any kind of art uh, to acknowledge the faults and the failures of the heroes. Right, right. That we, we, we want our heroes to wrestle with that sure. and come out good. It's not a cartoon character. Yeah. Absolutely good versus absolutely evil. Yeah, yeah. it's you, you want that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, there has to be a distinction. There mm-hmm. has to be a difference. And and it's not appealing. It's not a good story for the one thing, but it, it, it's, it's weighing down mm-hmm. when we're not able to tell good from evil. Mm-hmm. When it's just one person's, it's the might makes right. Yeah. You know, whoever is the authority, 
Whoever can scream the loudest. Scream the loudest. Yeah. Whoever has the power, it's what's it's it's Nietzsche's will to power kind of thing. And I'm not a philosopher. Don't email me on that. I don't care. I don't do philosophy that way. <laughs> Sorry. I just know some of the terms. But there needs to be a distinguish a, mm-hmm. a distinguishing between good and evil. This is part of what that petition is talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh as a theological theme, but also as a real life theme, mm-hmm. there's a difference between good and evil. Yeah, we should be right. able to identify it. And, and and sometimes the evil looks good, but we should be able to to call it that thing. We we should be able to say definitively uh, that abortion is mm-hmm. an evil thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and 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 you know, like we've got the Gosnell movie out right now, yeah, which is something right. to see. Yep. That, I almost don't from, want to see it, but well, I should. I've yeah. heard from several people it's great, so I need to mm-hmm. see it. But that's the sort of thing we're looking at. It's, you know, as you consume art, yeah, whether it's music, you know, the paintings, illustrations, uh, entertainment plays, mm-hmm. the visual arts, things like that, that it's, it, trace the theme. Is there a line, a delineation between mm-hmm. good and evil? And yeah. you've got something to talk about if there is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and here in this seventh petition, we're thinking about deliverance from evil. I think you mentioned last episode, there's the already, but not yet. Yep. We experience the already now, but at the same time, we, we know that not yet, there'll be, there will come a day at the end of all history where all evil will be destroyed. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's where hope comes from. The not yet yeah. is yep. our great source of hope. And, and hope does not disappoint. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's rooted in in concrete, it's rooted in reality. Is that the mission statement for your church? Hope does not. Hope dis- does not. No. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> should be. Should be. That would be great. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's the beautiful part of this petition. Now, as we work our way through it, is we get to talk about what does it look like to be delivered from evil. Mm-hmm. And, and Luther has the already but not yet application yeah. from the from the large catechism. First thing he says: if we are to be preserved and delivered from evil, and, yep. and you can put in brackets there right now. What happens is that the Lord's prayer is being accomplished. Mm-hmm. God's name is kept holy. Yeah. Uh, God's kingdom is coming. Mm-hmm. God's will is being done. We are receiving our daily bread. That's a that's a social justice issue, and I know people don't like using that term, mm-hmm. but but deliverance from evil in society looks like caring for the oppressed. It looks like caring for the poor. That's what you know. Fourth petition. Stuff mm-hmm. right there. First yep. article of the creed, fourth petition, you know, commandments four through ten. The, it's all working the hooks together. to hang stuff on. Yeah, exactly. We're seeing that. Yep. Uh, you know, if we're to be delivered from evil, the gospel is being proclaimed. The fifth petition, forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed and applied. Mm-hmm. And if we're being delivered from evil, temptation is being resisted. People mm-hmm. are being equipped to do that. And we are uh, identifying and removing the temptations. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it looks like in the right now, mm-hmm. that God's prayer is effective. What it looks like at the end, deliverance mm-hmm. from evil for the Christian looks like death, mm-hmm. which is amazing because we pray that we're delivered from death. You know, the yeah. sin, death, and the devil, right? That's what Christ gives us victory over. But because we have the victory over death, deliverance from evil looks like death. Mm-hmm. So the person whom we've been praying for, for multiple years, for many months, that they would be healed from cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, should that miraculous healing not come and, and they die from the cancer, they've been delivered from that evil. Mm-hmm. They've been fully healed yeah. on the other side of for eternity. For those who are in Christ Jesus. For those who are yeah, in Christ right. Jesus. Exactly. But then we're talking from a Christian's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Death is the end of evil, not the end mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. And it's amazing how God, uh, in His grace and His mercy, in Jesus Christ on the cross and in the empty, or with the empty tomb, has rever- turned the tables on death. Yeah, amen. Death was the sentence. It was meant for evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. has, has mm-hmm. been flipped around, yeah. and now death ushers us into eternity. Hmm. And then ultimately, hmm. we could talk about return of Christ. Yeah, that's what deliverance that's of evil looks like. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I think maybe the the return of Christ is. You know, when I see movies, like I mentioned, and, and it's not just in that movie, but other movies too, where the, the good guy comes and wipes out the bad guy, the the picture that that ultimately points to in the perfect way is the return of Christ. And boy, I can't wait for that. You know? I, I can't wait for it. And it, it, it's why bad end times theology mm-hmm. pains me so much because mm-hmm. what bad it obscures that yeah, exactly that point. Yep. what bad end times theology does is it induces fear mm-hmm. people are panicking well what does this world event mean what does this world event mean what what does russia coming into power mean and all yeah, of this stuff and right. it d- distracts us from christ yep. eschatology mm-hmm. always delivers us christ mm-hmm. and, and even though the warning of eschatology is that things are going to get worse before they get better yep. it's still anchored in the hope that christ is coming and he's victorious mm-hmm. and and we should be as christians constantly mm-hmm. pining yeah. for the return of christ what's the scripture yearning for that day yeah uh, i can't know, remember the reference the, but the prayer of yeah. lord come mm-hmm. quickly you yeah know, maranatha right it's that's what the end times is it's hope mm-hmm. and, it, and it's comfort looking at you know we, we've just come through election season yeah, and right. all of the the theological importance that people either intentionally or unintentionally put on who we elect. And eschatological importance and sometimes. Eschatological yeah. <laughs> importance, yeah. But it's whatever mess our country is in, whatever fighting and shouting and all of these things are mm-hmm. coming, the message of the end times is that it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the victor. He is risen from the dead and he's coming again to take us home. Yep. Amen. And mm-hmm. I... I Every theme in the Bible where God is coming ends up being good news for the Christian. Yeah, right. And I think the hardest thing to accept is, you know, in, in all of those things that you said, I think most people are are just so uh, comforted by that, mm-hmm. I guess, for, you know, as, as we talked about comfort last episode. But it's the suffering in this life, I think, that mm-hmm. becomes a bit of a stumbling block for people because as we do pray, deliver us from the evil one, Again, that already not yet. I mean, that yeah. doesn't mean we're void of suffering in this life because Peter reminds us, mm-hmm. don't be surprised when these things happen to you mm-hmm. as though something weird were happening and, and we should expect it. And yep. because we live in a sinful, fallen world, because we are sinners who make mistakes and, right. again, sometimes dig our own holes and sometimes it's Satan trying to, mm-hmm. to distract us from ministry or, or whatever. And understanding that suffering in this life doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that God's mm-hmm. judging you mm-hmm. for something you did. Uh, the, the the sole reason that you're experiencing difficulties, possibly diseases or whatever, is a direct result of sin mm-hmm. and Satan's deception in the Garden of Eden. Right. And to understand and attach it to that rather than blame God for it. And I mm-hmm. think it's important for us to always make that differentiation in our preaching, yeah. in our teaching, and whenever we talk about evil, God, and the victory of Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. And that plays itself out in our vocations. Vocation. Yeah, yeah vocation. Exactly. Yeah. We, we missed that word all together yes, last right. episode. I had to but, throw it in there. Right. But, you know, vocationally speaking, we struggle as humans because yeah. we fall into this trap that everything that is right now mm-hmm. will always be like that. 
And, and what we're looking for is an eternal perspective. And yeah. it's only that eternal perspective on things that lets us live for our neighbors instead of live for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the things I think that is so helpful in this area, mm-hmm. and then I know we got to wrap it up and switch subjects yeah. pretty soon, but one of the areas that is so helpful in this area is the church calendar. Sure. The church year, the liturgical church year focuses us on eternity. And, you know, it's, it, it's adiaphora. Mm-hmm. It's not a prescribed thing in scripture, but we're coming right up on Advent here. And Advent is the season of the second coming. Mm-hmm. It's the coming of Christ. Advent is the first coming of Christ, setting yep. us up for the nativity. Absolutely. Yep. But if you look and read through the, the scripture passages and the hymn suggestions, if you have access to those, it's all second coming material. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, the first coming of Christ is what guarantees the second coming of mm-hmm. Christ. And, and there's comfort and hope in that. Yep. The, the the hope of Christ's coming as a baby is the same hope we have in him coming to deliver us as the, the warrior time. king. Yeah. As the warrior mm-hmm. king, it's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, there's hope and comfort in that. Yeah. And for those listeners who have no idea what the word adiaphor means, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it means something that isn't biblical in, in a sense. It's something that Man- you can mandatory. Or yeah. It's not mandatory. Mm-hmm. It's neither it's, prescribed nor forbidden by is, scripture. Exactly. Yep, yep, uh, yep. It definitely, I believe, is a scriptural thing. But, you know, you don't have to mm-hmm. maintain the church calendar, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just because it's not prescribed by Scripture doesn't mean it's an unimportant exactly. thing. It mm-hmm. just means that there can be disagreement without offense. Exactly. Yeah, right. Or without yep. apostasy. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, Jason, you mentioned we wanted to get to another subject in this episode, and that has to do with one word, amen. Amen. All right, we're done, Luther right? writes no. on the amen. amen, amen. We say that at the end of every episode. We say at the end of every prayer in yeah. Luther, uh, in great fashion here in this small catechism, the large catechism, really uh, looks at that and gives us a definition. Yeah, of and I'll, I'll read that here for us. Um, amen. What does this mean? I should be certain that these petitions are acceptable to our Father in heaven and are heard by him. For he himself has commanded us to pray this way and has promised that, that he will hear us. Amen, amen. That is, yes, yes, it shall be so. And I remember Amen. from our older catechism in the AFLC, the the, the translation was, yay, yay, it shall yay, be so. Yeah, right. And I've always used to teach that to my youth groups and stuff. You got to say uh, that with the Monty Python. No, no, not with Monty of, Python. No. <laughs> with with see, Jean-Luc I, Picard. There you there go. go. See, yes, I yes, yes, yes. I thought it would be like oofta and, oh. you know, <laughs> and you know, you know. The, the, I always tell, yeah, think sure. of Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. sure. Let it be done. Yeah. <laughs> No, that, is, that our, gets an oofta. That's what that our gets. Scandinavian Norwegian. Yeah. No, you friends. think of Jean-Luc Picard. Think of Patrick Stewart make saying, it make so. it so. No, make Not it in so. a way that we're commanding God to do it, but that God is reminding us of the certainty of him answering our prayers and hearing yeah. our prayers. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the, the word amen mm-hmm. for us at the end of any given prayer is a confession of faith. Mm-hmm. It's a confession of faith in Christ. It's a confession of faith in God's word. It's a confession of faith in God instead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's how it lays out for us. Amen. Uh, how many times can I say amen here? Amen, amen, amen. No. amen. It's a happy Get word. That organ playing. And, yeah. you, you'll do that amen. and I'll say make it so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the Hebrew word for amen is, right? Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs> the Greek word for amen is also amen. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it, nobody thinks about it. It's, it's kind of like it's just become the conclusion to a prayer. Right. That's a But it's a think. confession yeah. of faith. Mm-hmm. 
the amen that I can have confidence in God's prayer is sealed up in the work of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's mm. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Since yeah. we have a high priest yep. uh, who is passed through the heavenlies, mm-hmm. who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses, yep. we have access to God. Let us thro- approach the throne of grace with confidence mm. uh, that we might receive mercy and find grace in time of need. That's yeah, a picture good. of prayer. I think it's a great reminder of just the certainty of God's promises, you mm-hmm. know, just saying yep. that. And it yep. gets good. It's a good reminder because we do, we we say these things and sometimes we kind of get like Kyle's going to a stanchion. Yeah, we just, right. We do it without thinking about it oh. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good for us to remind ourselves that amen is rooting ourselves in the certainty of God's promise mm-hmm. and how that is for us. The, right. The, you know, the it is finished statement of Christ sure. on the cross, you know, and, and just reminding ourselves of the potency of God's right. promises. He, he who did not spare his own son, how will he not fail to give us all things? And all of God's promises are yes and amen amen. in Jesus Christ. Right. And maybe another phrase that is usually connected to amen at the end of prayers that we maybe pray even without thinking is in Jesus' name, amen. And it's kind of similar to connecting it to Christ. Christ and his intercessory work on our behalf that, you know, it's, I think Christians really struggle with this concept of Christ interceding for us, but Christ Mm -hmm. is in the presence of the Father, with his wounds, interceding, saying, I have redeemed these people. They are... As the great mediator. My own. Yeah. And, and that's not to put Christ in opposition to God or in opposition to God's will, mm-hmm. because God is simultaneously looking at Christ and, and delighting that it's happened because mm-hmm. he sent Christ in the first place. But as Christ f- was the anointed one, fulfilling all three anointed offices of prophet, priest, and king, mm-hmm. he's fulfilling his priestly duties as the great high peace, priest, yep. as mm-hmm. Hebrews says, and he is interceding for us. And, yep. and how that is, should be so comforting to us yeah. that the one mediator between God and man, our Lord Jesus Christ, the perfect Lamb of God, who has taken away the sin of the world, is so caring for us, mm-hmm. that he intercedes for each one of us and yeah. cares deeply for us. Yep. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. And it's that beautiful thing, that confession of faith is what replaces the bad theology of God helps those who helps themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but that's what an amen is. Yeah. Yep. It's the amen at the end of the Lord's amen, prayer brother. Is, is the fulfillment all the way back to the first commandment. Yeah. Yep. You know, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And if we're not supposed to have any other gods, it means Mm -hmm. God has identified himself Mm -hmm. as our provider. And the amen at the end of the Lord's prayer or in the end of all of our prayers Mm -hmm. confesses that. Yeah. It is true. Or, Mm -hmm. or, you know, that's the other way to look at the translation. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, when he makes a a bold statement Mm -hmm. in the gospel, says, Amen, 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 or verily, it, verily. He says it twice to truly, emphasize truly, it. Yeah, yep. this is a true thing. That's mm-hmm. what the amen is. Or... Right, and it's not. It's not a. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The name it, claim it. Yeah, it's like not a, prosperity. Amen. Gospel. Like this is going to happen, kind of thing. It's. Um, well, maybe when we pray the Lord's Prayer, but... Well, but um, the, the, the difference between the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. forcing God to be your cosmic butler right. and us praying is look at what we've been taught to pray in the Lord's Prayer. We are praying for what God has already promised to be doing. Mm-hmm. God hasn't promised to heal us mm-hmm. in the way that we've necessarily prayed for us. Right. He will heal us eternally and we know that he hates disease and so that God is working against mm-hmm. it, but that's not the way his kingdom works. God hasn't promised to give us a Ferrari yeah. 
you know, or or whatever else the a better job, which always seems to be the case in the prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Is you want that promotion, uh, you're you're not going to get it unless you have faith. Mm-hmm. Well, you probably might not get it unless you train yourself and work hard at it, and even then you might not get it. But when we say Amen, when we claim the truth mm-hmm. of God, we're claiming what God has done in truth. Mm-hmm. It's the again. The helpful thing for us in the amen is to remind us that on all seven petitions, we are praying for what God has already promised to be doing in his hmm. word. Good. That's a good word. I think that's a, something worth meditating on and thinking about. And, and I think that will transform our minds and our hearts as we pray this prayer. And it's a, it's a, it's a law gospel issue. Again, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that last episode. Right. Is that our kind of callings or vocations, if you mm-hmm. will, and as Christians is not to step out of where God has revealed his will right. and to chase after things that haven't been promised. Mm-hmm. Our callings as Christians is to obey God's law, to love our neighbors, mm-hmm. to love God. Our callings as Christians are to repent and be forgiven yeah. when we fail to do that. And then again, we are called to go out and do it again. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. that assurance of salvation vocation. Yep. It's yep. it's obeying the law, breaking the law, repenting, mm-hmm. being forgiven, and doing that cycle over yep. and over again. Yep. And it's when we wander out of bounds, when we chase God in areas where mm-hmm. he hasn't revealed himself, yep. when we go after things. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When we go after things that he has not promised. Yep. Uh, and when we twist his word to our ends, instead of letting his word be the truth that we cling to, yeah. that's when the, the theological system, uh, that all breaks down. Right. Yeah. Amen. Well, Brian, you got a verse for us? I do. I do. I thought it'd be appropriate to read from Job. <laughs> <laughs> Job chapter 19. I'm going to begin in verse uh, 23. Oh, that my words were written. Mm-hmm. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead... They were engraved in a rock forever, and I'm glad they are. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been thus destroyed, mm-hmm. yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold him and not another. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please tune in next time as we continue our discussion on the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer, discussing an Old Testament passage and its application to our life. God bless you and have a great week.